The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you on Coffee and Cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers, we've hit that 8.30 mark, and that means it's time to bring in, bring on, I should say, Robin Washett, Nebraska senior team writer for Husker Online. Robin, what's up, man? What's happening, guys? Well, that was kind of lackluster. What's up, Robin? <laughs> what what's well, going, you what, know. What's going on, guys? <laughs> yeah. Just trying to make it through uh make it through the week here. The weather well, you think you've had a you had a busy time or something? <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm just taking one hour at a time here. Hey, hey so I, in all honesty though, hopefully you don't have to travel far for whatever the reason we play in Can- Caleb's high school team plays in Kansas City today. Tomorrow they moved the holiday tournaments up a day. Are you a weather weenie? Because I know I am. So, And full disclosure, I couldn't care less if people think I'm a baby. But do you believe this storm is actually coming? Um, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. But, oh. <laughs> uh, I, don't like, I don't like change things way in advance. But uh, I've been stuck in some – so you remember years ago when the – Metrodome in Minneapolis, the roof collapsed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was going up there. I was, the Giants were playing the Vikings up there, and I was going up there to hang out with my buddy and go to that game. And we got, like, as we were driving, when we hit Des Moines and hit I-35 North, uh, <laughs> that was, like, right when the snowstorm was hitting. And so I had, like, a strip of visibility on my windshield that I was just looking at the taillights in front of me. That's all I could see. And basically from... Ames to Albert Lee, that's all I could do. It was like 20 miles an hour total white no, knuckle. No, so no, no, no way. Those experiences have you know, taught me a lesson or two where uh, I don't want to do that again. So I'm a little more cautious than I used to be. And that was like 12 years ago. So you couldn't have been like, and I know you're not a, a kid, but like, man, you that didn't, how's the driving experience since then? Much more mature and savvy? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So um, <laughs> it, uh, it it was one where, you know, again, you, you, you learn lessons in life, especially in, in your youth to where when you get older, those experiences make you a lot wiser. Don't follow the Giants? <laughs> oh, hey, they won that game, by the way. Uh, they played that game in Detroit, and they beat them in Detroit. So there there, (laughs) yeah take that (laughs) hey that's a that's a great win for you guys uh the other night too and and i know what everybody says about the officiating and it's whatever but is this there's no way after well at level what point were you surprised the the two loss start when you got off to the good start when you hit the skids you're like these are the giants or now you're like hey playoffs here we come I thought they were going to win like seven games this year. And so they've already superseded my expectations. And so they, 
um, you know, they're, they're in a good spot. That was a huge win, and you can say all you want about the officiating. <clears throat> there's plenty of instances in that game where, uh, I mean, there's a play where Richie James gets literally tackled from behind running mm-hmm. a route. Yeah. That doesn't get called. Um, you know, there was a, uh, a holding on the final play where Thibodeau gets uh, an illegal hands of the face and when a hand goes up and under his face mask. So none of that was called. I don't see anybody complaining about that. <laughs> and a couple years ago, uh, if you remember – the Giants were called for a phantom offsides on Dexter Lawrence on a game-winning field goal try that was wide right yeah. by Washington, and he was an offside, and they got to kick it again and win the game. So I feel zero sympathy <laughs> for the commanders or whatever you want to call them now. Oh. I, I wish I wish we, we would have gotten another try in Chicago after Cody Parkey double-doinked. Yeah, I do too. Every time the Eagles lose, it's a good day. <laughs> right. Hey, Robin, uh, I asked this to DB right off the top of the show. And, I, of course, I want you to touch on Uman Mielin, Goldman, and uh, Matchajek. Hopefully uh, we've said uh, that last name correct. Uh, but I asked him this, and I want to know from you, because from a reporter's point of view, you actually have to do this. Are you having fun deciphering Matt Rule's tweets? <laughs> yeah, I don't even try anymore because I, <laughs> yeah. I lost the ability to have any idea what he's talking about. So I think at this point, he's just having fun with everybody, like just <laughs> finding like the most random emojis uh, available and putting them all together and uh, acting like there's some sort of code to crack there. But uh, they've been on a they've been on a pretty torrid pace here. I can't remember how many additions they've had since like early December, but um, it's been pretty incredible. And I guess that's that's the nature of the beast, especially in Nebraska situation where you know, there's always going to be more turnover during a coaching change, but then you pair that with um, you know the the new portal era. Um, the the roster movement has never been greater than it is right now, um, at least certainly for Nebraska. So uh, it's been a wild wild ride here, but um, you know they uh, they've done done a lot of work, and then obviously uh, colleague Steve Sipple, uh, you know he broke last night that. Casey Thompson's coming back. Mm-hmm. And so that quarterback room just got real interesting. Um, you know, with him coming back, presuming to be the starter, you know, there's there's uh, going to be an interesting offseason ahead, even with, uh, you know, all the, the remaining additions that need to be made, um, you know, especially with Casey. Uh, you know, we'll see how much he's even able to do uh, in, the, in the spring. Um, you know, there's, there's going to be some fun storylines to follow, even after all this uh, – um, comings and goings uh, wrap up. So, Robert, you said something I was following along with you last week that really uh, resonated with me just because I always talk about speaking things into existence. And this one was about football where I was like, man, you know, I wish I would Nebraska would just call themselves out loud a developmental program because I think we acknowledge those things out loud and you, you kind of just subconsciously work towards that, right? You were talking about Nebraska basketball and flipping an identity. And all offseason, we heard, hey, defensive-minded, you know, we want to be able to get some stops, we want to be a little bigger, we want to rebound the basketball better. And I think out loud we said, man, can they really kind of change the culture overnight? And you were talking about two things, right? Obviously, coach staff additions, right, defensive-minded helps. But grabbing personnel that fits – the mantra too has really served this team well is it understated because you know they don't have double digit wins or is it very much appreciated because they are where they are 
record record aside? Yeah, I think the you know, from the general Nebraska basketball fan standpoint, this product is significantly more enjoyable, even with the record being what it is. Um, you know, and some of the the disappointing performances uh, sprinkled in with the the high points. Uh, the overall body of work so far is something that I think everyone can get behind a lot more than what had been going on the last three years. And, uh, you know, Nebraska fans, they appreciate effort. They appreciate defense. They appreciate guys that are going to, um, you know, bring it night in, night out and give them a product that they're going to be proud of. And so far, um, outside of a couple outliers, you know, that's, that's been the case with this group. And, you know, that was really what was so disappointing about uh, Kansas City. Um, that Kansas State game was, that was really the first time where from start to finish, they, they got outworked. And, you know, they weren't winning the 50-50 balls. They weren't making the hustle plays and um, playing the level of defense that uh, we had seen from them um, more often than not. So uh, they got to get back to that because that's the only way they stand a chance. They're too limited offensively, do not play elite-level defense, and win the majority of those those winning plays that um, you know have been the difference for them this season. So uh, we'll see how they bounce back. Um, they, they better be ready to play tonight. Um, Queens, people might scoff that off as a, a throwaway game, but if if you come in there and try to go through the motions against them, they're going to beat you because they play a style of basketball that um, is very conducive to mm-hmm. <laughs> making things difficult for you. They uh, play, they crash the boards uh, after every shot. They're really aggressive on the offensive glass. They shoot threes really well, and they get to the free throw line at an extremely high rate. So um, Nebraska better be locked in. Otherwise, uh, they could <laughs> potentially find themselves in a very uh, uh, difficult situation going into the holiday. Who's guarding Die? I would imagine Bandamel. I mean, he's the guy they put. Yeah, on he is the, a stopper. Yeah, whoever whoever the best guard is, Vandermeer is going to be on him. So um, he's been extremely good at that. Um, you know, as far as shutting down high level guards, so uh, that's that's where it's going to start. He's going to take the head of the snake, and if you know, again, if if he does his job, and you know, the they're jumping passing lanes and doing all that, and playing the type of defense that they normally play, I think they're going to be in a good spot. But you know they they got humbled in a big way where Kansas State basically beat them at their own game and beat them soundly. Interesting Robin, with that line only being ten, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. I saw eleven, maybe moved to ten, but um, again, that's they're like people. Won't, I think just don't know about Queens, but they're they're tough. I mean, they beat a Marshall team that's only got two losses on the year. Oh, see, not, I was feeling good. Andrew and I were laughing. We love travel stories and driving, and now I'm like. A little trepidation. <laughs> Look, I in my in my preview story today, I picked Nebraska to win by thirteen, so I got him covered. Oh yeah, check out his preview story. That's the great Robin Washer. Thanks, Robin Washer. We appreciate your time. He is the Nebraska senior team writer for Husker Online. That's where you can find that. But coming up next, we wrap things up with our guy Joel Lorenzi of the Omaha World Herald. We'll get the inside scoop on Creighton basketball next on Coffee and Cream.